care about the activity. But I'm going to go over a basic breakdown. I think football is a, a good one to talk about. But in football, there's there's two different there's two different teams on the field at all times. Okay, and one team uh, is on what's called offense, and the other team is on what's called defense. So uh, the concept offense and defense is that the offense, and you, you've, you've seen it on TV or, or been the sport when they're lined up. You have one line of people here and another line of people here. And let's just say this line on my side is offense, all right? Hey, how y'all doing? This line on my side is offense. Then what the offense is trying to do is they're trying to move their field position with the football to a goal, all right? Uh, it's the same with soccer. They're trying to move their field position with the ball to a goal, right? And the defense is trying to prevent the offense <coughs> from uh, getting to that goal, okay? So uh, when we talk about goal, uh, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I looked up the definition of, you know, the goal line or uh, end zone or whatever, all of it translates goal or end zone. Right, so they want to get to a certain place. So the offense is trying to impose their will on the defense to get past the de defense to get to the goal or to get to the end zone. The defense's job is to prevent the offense from advancing to that goal or to that end. Okay? And so uh, most of the time that I've been involved in church, uh, I have basically been taught defensive strategy in church. That we're to be on the defense to stop the devil from ruining our lives. Most of the time I've been in church, that's what's been com com communicated to me, conveyed to me, is that we are on defense. And it is our job to stop the devil from messing up our lives. You already know where I'm going, don't you? Right? That train of thought is a mentality that is fear-based. Right. If we, if we exist solely to stop the devil from jacking with us. So basically, it's almost like we are a security guard on, on our life. And the security guard sits over... Get my microphone <laughs> <laughs> The security guard is sitting over. You know how you see the movies, the security guard's always sitting down somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. So basically, this is a picture of us and our, our Christianity. Sitting down, securing our life, making sure that the devil does not do anything to us. But I present to you tonight that I don't believe that's the way God meant for it to go. And most of us, this is how we've lived most of our life. We're just hoping that the devil would leave us alone. And we are excited during the times when the devil does leave us alone. When we have times of peace and the devil is not jacking with us, we say that it's, everything has been blessed. Right? But I don't believe this is the way God wanted it to go because this is not how God moved. God did not wait around on the devil to give him permission to do what he wanted to do. He took aggressive stances at all points. 
So I entitled this uh, talk I'm going to do tonight, it's called Attack and Put the Pressure Where It's Supposed to Be. Attack and Put the Pressure Where It's Supposed to Be. In Luke chapter 4, let's, let's turn over to Luke chapter 4. Matter of fact, let's, let's go to the basic scripture, John 3.16. Everybody knows John 3.16. Good old John 3.16. Right? Even, even every passive Christian knows John 3.16. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So in John 3.16, it says that God sent Jesus. He didn't wait on the devil to come to heaven and raid, raid them. He sent Jesus down here to set us free. This was an offensive move. He had a goal and an end game. Right? So John 3.16 even speaks of an offensive move. Everybody look at their neighbor. We're going to do some look at their neighbor stuff tonight. Look at your neighbor and tell them, stop playing defense so much. Stop playing defense. We're going to play offense. Now we're going to look at where our defense comes in in a little bit. Let's look at uh, Luke chapter 4 to drive this point home some more. Luke 4. I don't know about y'all, man. I'm tired of sitting around waiting on the devil to leave me alone. You just get whatever we can until the devil comes. Let's just get whatever, do whatever you can do until the devil comes. And when the devil comes, then we have to take up our shield of faith. And our 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 helmet of salvation until them when the devil comes. That's what but until the devil comes, let's enjoy this peace until the devil comes. I'm sick of waiting on the devil to come. Luke chapter four sixteen. And he came to Nazareth as where he was brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for the read and was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Now Jesus describing his purpose. And there is no, nothing about defense in what he's about to say. It's straight offensive. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. I didn't come here to play defense. I came here to, with, the, with an end goal in mind. I'm trying to make it to that place to preach the gospel to the poor. That's straight offense. Yeah. In order to preach the gospel to the poor, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed <laughs> the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them in the synagogue were fastened upon him. And he said, this day the scripture is fulfilled in your ears. I come to play offense. I didn't come to play defense. I have an end goal in mind. And, I'm, and, and again, anybody who's been around church long enough, we understand that the main activity or the vibe of church is defense. Keep the devil off me. 
Right? That's just, you know, don't make up too much noise. Don't even talk about the devil too much. Because if we talk about him, he might come. Let me tell you the bad news. You want the good news or the bad news first? <laughs> the bad news is the devil's already here. Yeah. Don't care whether you say his name or not, he's going to jack with you. Because that's his job. That's who he is. That's his nature. You can't make a deal with the devil for him to leave you alone. Because we're hated by the devil. Because we made an image of God. Amen. It's not personal. He just don't like God. And you made in God's image. You're God's people. So he hates you. So you can sit in the corner and be quiet and think the devil's still going to come at you. He's going to come at you worse. Because you see, you don't want to play offense. There's no offense in you. So he's just going to come and listen. You remember when you was a little kid and that bully come on the playground? And you just got that brand new ball for Christmas? Right? Christmas is a couple days away too, ain't it? Right? You just got that brand new ball for Christmas. That bully come over there and say, give me that. And you have to go home. You have to go home without your brand new ball. And the bully take off with your ball. If you just sit over there and don't say nothing, that's what the devil going to do to you your whole life. Yeah. Give me that. But see, we don't have to sit around waiting on the devil. Come on. We don't have to sit around waiting on the devil. And it's just a mental shift. You attack. And put the pressure on him. Stop living let him put the pressure on us. We're supposed to be attacking and put the pressure on him. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm tired. God showed me this. I'm like, man, God, thank you, sir. That's what your confession is all about. When, you, when you're making your confessions, you're shifting the pressure. Instead of him, instead of you being on the defense, some people only pray out of a defensive posture. Most folks' prayers is from a defensive position, meaning that I'm only praying because I'm trying to get the devil off of me. If the devil wasn't at me, I wouldn't be praying. But it's the other way. We're supposed to be praying to keep the devil on the run. And the devil's supposed to be looking to get us off of him. Yes, yes. We're going to find it in the Bible. It's not just, I don't just talk. I don't just talk. Let's look at some more of God's offensive agenda. Go to Mark chapter 16. And I think it's verse 15. God's offensive agenda. Jesus gave us, this is our most basic instruction. Ain't nothing defensive about it. Nothing defensive about it. Y'all see defense in there anywhere? So those of you who went ahead and started reading the scripture? Mark 16, 15. Do you see anything about defense in there? Or does, that, does, that, does that look <laughs> defensive or offensive? That's been, that looks defensive or offensive in that thing. That looks offensive, don't it? He says, listen, advance the ball. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That is our alt, our goal, and that is our end game. It's nothing about that's nothing defensive in that. Amen. That's offensive. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. This is, here's our huddle. This is Jesus' huddle. He's in there like the quarterback. Okay, listen. Our goal, this is the play we're about to run. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. One, two, three. Uh, team on three. One, two, three. Team, break. 
Let's run, let's run the play. Let's score the touchdown. It's not about defense, it's about offense. Jesus didn't come in and play defense and like, oh, the devil. He didn't even play defense when they was about to kill him. They said, have you not done anything to say for yourself? I didn't come to play defense. <laughs> That's all I got to say, but I didn't come to play defense. I can't play offense. So you think you're going to kill me, but you're really not killing me because you don't understand I'm on offense. Amen. Even your, even your, what, what you think is playing, you think you've intercepted me, but I'm on offense. Still, I'm still on offense. <laughs> you have no power except my father never give you power. I could call for a legion of angels right now because I'm an offense. You don't understand that you crucifying me is in fact an offensive move. There's nothing defensive about this thing. That's why I'm not trying to stop y'all. We've, we have thought that it is the, the way of the Christian to sit around and hope the devil don't knock on your door. Listen, you don't wait. On the disease to show up, you start speaking to your health before the disease show up. You start letting it be known that I walk in good health before a disease shows up. You don't wait until you got so many bills on top of you to start talking and saying, Oh God, get the devil off of me. You start talking about how God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant before they send the bill to your house. Man. I don't know who told us this garbage about this defense. Away the devil. So where do we get that from? It's not. It's not Bible. That's not Bible. I'm upset now. Now I'm upset because I see it. We wait around, and the only time we call on God or use any kind of spiritual weapons is when the devil is manifesting or acting up. Now it's time to get off it. Nope, get offensive ahead of time. You putting pressure, making him make him make a move. What happened in the book of Daniel? When the Bible says that Daniel needed to hear from God. It said he, he set himself to pray. I'm having no good food. I'm eating these vegetables. I'm doing this Daniel fast. Because I need to hear from God. <laughs> and the Bible says what? As soon as Daniel took that offensive move. Yes. The angel started coming. Which was an offensive move. And who had to play defense? The devil had to play defense. The Bible says the prince of Persia withstood the heaven's offensive move. Here comes Daniel and them playing offense. We're going to score. The goal is to get to Daniel. But it made the devil have to play defense. I got to stop. See, our, our, our activity should be offense. Hot pursuit. But if we look at the life of Daniel, what, is, what do we know about Daniel's life? What did he do? He prayed three times a day, didn't he? So this, he was on offense. You, the, what defensive prayer looks like when something happened. Oh, God. That's defensive prayer. Offensive prayer is I got a habit. I pray this time, that time, that time. I'm on offense. I pray when ain't nothing look like it's going wrong because I'm on offense. So what happens is with that offensive prayer, Y'all want to go over that right now? Hold on a second. Let's see where we're going to go next. Yeah, we're going. We've we got to go there. Go over to, uh, yeah, we got to go there. 
Got to go there, or else I might not. I might not. I might lose it. Go to Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians six. Ephesians six. Okay. Uh, starting verse ten. Right. So what I what I have heard preached, and uh, I remember this thing sounded real good. Right. And it was right, but it was a little bit kind of out of context. And I've heard people say, well, the only weapon out of all of these weapons right here that was offensive was the sword. True that. Okay? But it depends on how you use the whole situation. Because the sword, the sword, all right, everything else, the helmet, protect your head, breastplate, protect shield, protect that, feet, you know, all of that stuff, protect that, protect you. Okay? Both teams on the football and football field got on shoulder pad, got on uh, pads, right? I want you to understand something. You got all of this defensive gear, but it ain't because you wait. It's because you're charging. Yeah. Huh? You charge. You got all of this this defensive gear. I don't I don't have a defensive gear because they're on offense. I got it because I'm attacking. I am attacking. That's what the scripture say. It said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. We're supposed to be in attack mode. Amen. Yeah. We're supposed to be attacking. Not saying, I got my shield. No. I'm going to take my shield of faith, my sword of the spirit, and say, charge. I'm charging. So in the process of me charging, you swing. While I'm charging, yeah, that's defense. I'm not just over here scared, put all this stuff on and scared. I'm charging. That's why I need this shield. That's why I need this helmet. These are my battle clothes. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Right? I'm pulling down strongholds. But we sat around and said, you know, I got my shield, I got all my stuff, and I'm just going to wait on the devil. You dressed up and going nowhere. You got all this battle, battle gear that God gave you, but you're sitting up waiting on the devil with it? No. He gave you the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We speak the word when the devil attacks. Why don't you attack the devil with the word before he starts manifesting? He already done attacked. He got plans for you. When he sitting up there watching Job, he said, uh, have you considered my servant Job? Well, first he asked the devil, Mr. Devil, where you been? Oh, just going around this place and that place. <laughs> first thing he first, first thing came out of his mouth was a lot. Oh, this place and that place. Been going around different places. <laughs> going around different places and just start lying. And uh, so then he started asking, if you consider my trip, well, well, I'll tell you about Joe. Well, how do you know about Joe if you've just been walking around aimlessly? <laughs> you just got the book on him because you're walking aimless, but you got the book on him. See, I, I asked you the question. The God asked you the question because he knew the answer. He already knew the answer. Amen. You walking around aimless, but I know you've been checking out Joe. <laughs> I know exactly what you've been doing. You never been walking around aimless, right? So he says, he says to Job, uh, you know that that uh, he said I can't do nothing to Job because he's got a hedge up. You got a, You got a hedge all around Job. And then God told him, He said, Oh no, the hedge is down. Right? 
And so if you read what was going on, Job was, Job, for whatever reason, got into a situation where he was having some fear issues. He was playing defense. It may be that my kids have done all these terrible things. Maybe, possibly his mind was all in a place of fear by what his kids might have done. Maybe they didn't, but they might have done. And so God said the hedge, the hedge of faith is down. Right? The hedge, that was what, what was around Job, was the hedge of faith, his belief. Remember what we read the other day about Job? Job said, I remember how it was when the oil poured out the rock for me. Talking about how, how everything was great. Right? But he was having an issue there in the book of Job. So, so the only reason that we have this, you know, this helmet of salvation is because we, we received attack and because we initiated attack. We initiated the attack. God fights the battles on his terms. The devil does not initiate the terms. God does. Let's go now to yeah. Let's look at. Let's think. Let's, let's talk about David. Everybody knows the famous story, biblical story of David and Goliath, right? So then uh, here is Goliath presented himself. And then what Goliath did was, Goliath came out and he told him, he said, there's no need for everybody to die. Y'all send out y'all's biggest man to fight me, and whoever win, then that, that country, the loser country, loser's country will serve the other, right? Well, the scripture says that Saul was head and shoulders tall above everybody, all the other Israelites. So, so without calling his name, he wanted to fight Saul. But Saul was not about no fight. <laughs> right? So what, what Saul was uh, eager to offer up to David, his, his armor. He's going to take my armor and fight for me. Right? Maybe, maybe if you put this on, he'll thank you me. Right? And he'll fight you, little boy. Right? So, so everybody else was on the run from the Philistines. Everybody else was, was not even wanting to play defense. They were in full retreat back to the locker room. But David, the reason why we know about David, why they made movies about David, made songs about David, why we still talking about David, the little kids color cartoons in the Sunday school room about David, is because David played offense. While everybody else was running this way, the Bible says David went running this way. Attack mode. I'm in attack mode. The Lord didn't mean for us to be running from everything. He wants us to run. He wants us to initiate. Like he initiated. Jesus came to save, to seek and save that which is lost. It was an offensive move. The devil did not dictate the term. When the devil thought he was running stuff, Jesus came down here. The Bible says he made a show of principality, made a show of him openly. Out of running, man. Running from the devil, devil, Miss Devil, can you please let me pay this bill? Don't break my car, Mister Devil. Keep my car. Don't, don't not. Oh, oh, not my car. <laughs> not the kids. You make him deal with the devil. You know, he's not gonna, because you start saying you throw a fit. The devil. Oh, let up off of him. Tell him don't let up off of him. Let up off of him. <laughs> not gonna let up off of you because you're throwing a fit. 
Because you, cause you, you, you start acting cowardly. No, that's when he's going to press on you harder. The Bible says that God responds to faith. Amen. He responds to faith. He responds when you speak his word. Amen. He said his word does not return void. Amen. Watch this, man. God fights the battle on his terms. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail. When, when they were going to fight against Jericho, God dictated the terms. God dictated the time. He was on offense. Our offensive strategy is to walk around this place seven times and shout. This is what we're going to do. We're not going to wait on them to attack us. We're going to, to this is how we're going to attack. When Lazarus had died, Jesus picked the terms in which he was going to deal with that situation. They came and they said, tried to play with his emotions and everything. They said, Lazarus, the one you love. Why do you have to say that? <laughs> Lazarus, the one you love, he died. Jesus said, okay. And they said, after that, he waited four more days. Didn't level, let the devil pick the time and the terms of the battle. I picked the time. I picked the terms. I'll be there. And the Bible says he waited four more days. And of course, all of the people, because this is the, the thinking of the, the, the masses, you should have showed up immediately. If you had came immediately, right? The devil's attacking. We don't need things over here. Lord, we need you. I don't play defense like that. I play offense. And the Bible says Jesus showed up over there and raised his brother from the dead. Now we're going to talk about his stinks now. I don't care about that. That's a situation all the time. Come on now. Just let one. Don't let the devil. <laughs> just let one. Don't let the de- don't don't let the devil pick the battle. Jesus got his own strategy. I'm gonna fight him my way. We let the devil tell us how we're gonna do everything. Somebody call, get the news on the phone. You instant panic mode. Defense. Now. Because I've already been playing offense because i got a regular prayer life. So, so that's how you stop from just responding crazy to everything that happened because you're already on offense. You're not fixing a, you're not fixing a throw me into defense like that. I already know you. Listen, I'm, it's because I'm advancing that you're attacking in the first place. I have my shield of faith wherewith I can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. But at the same time, I'm nailing you upside the head with this word. Mr. Devil, putting the sword of the spirit on you, cutting you. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm swinging too, sir. And the only reason that you're swinging at me because I initiated the fight. Mm-hmm. Now, where we get this? The devil, leave him alone. Don't talk about him. Don't be. Matter of fact, I'm uncomfortable right now, Pastor. You saying that? <laughs> the Bible says. Of Jesus, it said, in the fullness of time, God sent his son. In the fullness of time. Listen, people have been talking crazy to God since the book of Genesis. But he didn't say, you know what, what did you say? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you know I'm God? (laughs) (laughs) He picked the term. He picked the strategy. 
He already knew what he was going to do before the foundation of the earth. He knew people was going to talk crazy, do wrong, all this kind of stuff. That didn't move him. Because he plays offense. The devil wants you to think that he's the offensive genius. But no, it's God. And all of the moves that the devil ever made was in reaction to moves that God was already making. God made a move. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. I'm making a move. And I'm going to put him in the garden. And the devil says, Everybody, we got to do something about this. Mm-hmm. So that move that he made with Adam and Eve was a defensive move. Yeah, it was. Because the Lord said of his plans for the folks was to let them have dominion. Sure did. Right? So the devil, my dominion is threatened. I've been down here isolated by myself. And I even stuck a man out here and said he's going to be over me. So I can't run stuff up there. And now I can't run stuff down here. I got to do something about this defensive move. Defensive move. But God's always a million and ten million trillion steps ahead of the devil. Said before the foundation of the earth, he had a plan. Yes. We're gonna, we, what we're going to do is, we're going to run this program sacrificing these bulls, goats, and doves and such for a while. We're going to run this program. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. And then, you know, after a few thousand years, I'm going to go ahead and send myself and my son. <laughs> That's my move. I, he actually, God got his whole offensive game plan already mapped out. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, you knew the end from the beginning. So, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my son down there because... You know, I'm gonna let them. I'm gonna make them understand that this just don't work with these bulls and these goats. It's never gonna get them where they need to be at. <laughs> so I'm gonna send my son, and my son is going to be broken, and he's going to be poured out for them. And the Bible says this is the mystery, according to Colossians chapter one, twenty six through twenty eight. It's a mystery hidden from ages and from generations. It was never hidden from God. Amen. Amen. Which is Christ. Or the anointed one himself, the Messiah, inside of the flesh of man. God, this is an offensive move. Jesus came. Oh, I'm here. Don't, I'm not going to defend myself. Y'all taking me captive. I haven't done nothing to nobody. This just seems wrong on so many levels. Everybody's thinking. So they get him in there, crucify him, uh, uh, beat him, crucify him. He never gives up. Playing right, You're playing right into my hands. There's a play in football called uh, Flea Flicker, right? And so what happens is you pass off the football. The guy acts like he's going to run it. The quarterback gets out of the way and stands out of the way. Everybody keeps on the running back. He throws the ball back to the quarterback. All of the defense has tried to collapse and tackle this man. He doesn't have the ball anymore. The wide receivers are still running down the field. Now the ball is back in the quarterback's hand, and there are no defensive players down there stopping them from scoring the goal at the end zone. And you know what that quarterback does? And the referee raises his hands. Glory to God. <laughs> Touchdown. <laughs> Goal. So Jesus ran the flea flicker on. Yeah, he did. <laughs> do what you must do. Oh. oh. Do what you must do. This is terrible. This is terrible. This is such a terrible thing. God, you say, oh, you got to do that? Oh, no, don't do that. 
And the coldest part about it, about it is that Jesus told him he was finna run the flea flicker. He told him to play. Destroy this temple and I'll raise it up again in three days. And they still did it. Because they didn't believe he was that cold. Tom Brady's not the goat Jesus is. <laughs> Greatest of all time, Jesus is. The goat. They fell right into his hands. Killed him. And God the Bible says what? When he got up with all the power. Took the keys. Don't send me with the dead. No. Took the keys of death. Hell and the grave and rose again. You boys fell right into my hands. Touchdown. God makes offensive moves. We need to stop concentrating on defense and start learning how to play offense. What does that look like? That's why it's so important for you to pray. Prayer, you don't need to be all the time praying from a defensive posture. You need to pray from an offensive posture. Right? Understand that God's already said what he said. He's already promised what he's already promised. Right? And so what the devil does is, is the devil's goal, I need to get you, listen, the chances of you scoring a touchdown on defense, uh, I don't know what the, what the percentages is, but it's way down. You have to make an interception in order to score a touchdown or recover a fumble, Right? On defense. Right? Now prayer, prayer it will cause you to get in, get an interception or recover a fumble, but it's much easier to score it from an offensive posture. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so listen, the devil gets us off on all these missions, telling us all kinds of crazy stuff. This ain't gonna work out. This gonna happen. You ought to be worried about that. And it's when, you know what? You're not playing no offense because you know you just shook up. He got you in backing up, retreating on defense, trying to see and gas. Defensive players stay on the field too long, they get out of breath, they get tired. And they just speed up on them. That's the strategy. Because they wore down. You ever feel wore down? You're playing too much defense. He got your your defense on the field too long. We need to get the offense back out there. So how do we do that? You know what, Mr. Devil? You can't score. Because all you got in your arsenal is lies. I'm going back on offense. (laughs) Deal with this. So what I'm going to do is, no matter what y'all got going on, didn't you hear, Daniel, that they said that you can't be praying like that? Bro, I do this every day. I'm on offense. I'm not going to switch for y'all. Yeah. Come on now. And you know what offense is going to do for me? It's going to cause me to be able to score a touchdown. Right? We're going to beat the Lions today. <laughs> <laughs> it's us against the Lions. And they threw them in that Lions den. They came back over there. And what? The brother sent up that pedal. Them Lions in that purring. <laughs> <laughs> Declaw because he played offense. Amen. I'm a listen. I'm a keep doing what I do all the time, which is which is talk to fellowship with God and declare what He promised me. Amen. You're not gonna get me over here in fear, afraid, trying to stop you. You gonna listen? You can't do nothing anyway. Yeah. I'm going back over here and play offense. So now all the pressure on. They tried, to, they tried to set Daniel up because he played offense. Daniel prays three times a day. Every day we got to set him up. They still couldn't get him. Flea flicker. <laughs> still couldn't get him. Yeah. We as Christians have been, for some ridiculous, it's just human nature, I think, 
have been taught to live for our Christian life playing defense. I don't see God playing defense like that. I see God playing offense. We have to take the ball out of the devil's hands. And how do you do that? That means you decide. You decide. I'm not going to be responding to everything you do. God already spoke on this. <coughs> right? So when I get in a financial battle, I, 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 my office move is, all I need to make, according to Christian Lord, by Christ Jesus. I'm not going to even talk to you, God. I can't hear you talking to me. Only because I'm too busy talking to myself. Yeah. And I can't hear both of us at one time. I'm going to play offense. Whatever the situation is, I'm going to find the scripture and I'm going to quote the scripture and I'm going to quote the scripture. I'm going to quote the scripture. I'm going to quote the scripture. I'm going to follow Daniel's advice. I'm going to be on offense. I'm going to pray regularly and I'm not going to be worried about you. You worry about stopping who God sent to get you an answer. Hallelujah. You worry. I'm not going to be worried. Make the devil worry. Switch the pressure on the devil. Because I'm at peace here with God and the presence of God. Peace. Over here. Talking to the Lord about the situation. I already know what he said about it. I know his promises are yes and amen. Yes, amen. I'm not going to worry over here about this thing. I'm just going to keep confessing what God said. And because I keep speaking the word, keep speaking the word, keep on speaking the word, and keep speaking the word, his word will be turned into something tangible. Hallelujah. I'm going to play offense. I'm going to play offense. Mm-hmm. Defense, you worry. What if they score? When you watch a football game and they get in their red zone, that means in their close to the <coughs> touchdown. Defense, you, they show the camera on the defensive player. They be walking around with their hands on their hip, shaking their head. Am I telling the truth? Shaking their head. They got their hands on their hip. They're like, man. And they don't let them break a big play on them. On the, on the, on the def- defensive back, they break that big play. That defensive back, we talking about. <coughs> Don't they do that? Yeah, all upset. All upset. Right now, I'm not going to play defense, man. I'm going to play offense. You deal with my high-powered offense. Come on now. You stop me from scoring. I'm not going to be trying to stop you. You deal with my agenda, which is God's agenda. The devil ain't never ran nothing. And the one time he tried to get on offense, God said, no, nah, not here, buddy. I'm the only high-powered offense around here. You ain't, Mr. Devil. You got to go. And booted him out. And so then he came with that same game that he tried to run on God with the, with the God's people. And he got that group of God's people. The Bible says that Adam, uh, talks about Adam being the first man Adam and Jesus being the second man Adam. So here God sent the same, uh, Jesus came and passed the test that Adam failed. Right? And what was that test? Satan won't play offense. Jesus said, brother, I'm not going to play this game with you. We, 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 we on offense. You on defense. You're going to stay on defense. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to play with you back there. And the Bible says that that's the devil went away. Mm-hmm. Why do we Why do we do that? We taught us to do it. We taught us to live scared back there. Mm-hmm. From the very beginning, when God made man, he said, have, have. Don't try to have it. Have dominion. Mm-hmm. Remember that time when I did that message called trick number one? Trick number one. Mm-hmm. Satan, that's his trick. To get you distracted. Get you distracted off of what God said. 
Right? Now the thing about God's promises, they might not come immediately. There may be some time in between, but they'll come. That's why the Bible say, write the vision down, basically get it in a tangible spot. It said, though it may tarry, it won't tarry, it will come. Yeah. 21 days it took Daniel, but what if Daniel had stopped playing offense? That means he don't get his plans. But he kept playing offense. I don't care what y'all are talking about. I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep eating these salads. Pass the ranch. <laughs> Pass the ranch. Give me another handful of them almonds. Right? We're going to wait on God over here. And then them, them angels, what happened? Them angels broke through. Mm-hmm. Listen. They pulled an Earl Campbell on the Prince of Persia. They've seen this one play where they tried to, that, that famous highlight of Earl Campbell. He used to be the Houston Oilers running back. And Earl Campbell running that football and they ripped his jersey off. They couldn't tackle him. Ripped his jersey off. But he couldn't be tackled. And so that's, that's all the devil could do. Daniel kept praying. I'm still playing offense. Rip off the jersey. But Daniel, uh, the angel showed up and said, I'm here. I ain't got no jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here. I mean, they try to stop. They try to, they try to talk to me, but I move like this and went like that, and, around, and now I'm here. I'm on God's team. We play offense. We good. They can't talk to us, man. How far from there? They can't get us. Man. They can't get us, Dan. We here. This is a mindset. It's a mindset of always being on the defensive, never trying to take ground, but always uh, uh, trying to stop the devil from taking from you. It's a mindset. And we can't make the kind of kingdom impact that God wants us to make if we always play in defense. You have to step up and you have to declare some things. The Bible, what does the scripture say? Let's, let's read that last scripture. Uh... Matthew 16, I want to say. Let me find the exact scripture. Yeah. Matthew 16, 18. Matthew 16, 18. <coughs> We're supposed to play offense. Matthew 16, 18. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Classic Version. MPC, where's my MPC? 16, 18, and 19 in the Amplified Classic Version says this. And I tell you, you are Peter, Greek, Petros, a large piece of rock. And on this rock, Greek, Petra, a huge rock like Gibraltar, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades, the power, the powers of the infernal region shall not overpower it, nor be strong enough uh, to its detriment or hold out against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind or declare to be improper and unlawful on earth, 
must be what is already bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, declare lawful on earth, must be what is already loose in heaven. So whatever the word of God says, whatever heaven's commands are, we have the authority to bind and to loose in the earth. Amen. Whatever God has said, God has given us that authority to bind and to loose to play offense. I dictate the terms because of the God in me. Amen. I dictate the terms. The same way he dictates the terms, I dictate the terms. Mm-hmm. I am God's child. Amen. With the same DNA, spiritual DNA that God has living in me. I am an heir and a joint heir with Christ Jesus. God plays offense, I play offense. Not going to sit around waiting on the devil and beg once he show up to beg him to stop. His assault on me. You got to call for backup from me. Why? Because you're some special person? Nope. Because of my word, for God's words in my mouth. It don't matter whose mouth the words come out, of, come out of as long as it's God's words. And when the last time y'all seen Jesus walking down the street? He's not, he's not here in the physical. He's in you. Amen. You see Jesus in the mirror. He's in you. According to Ephesians, is that Ephesians 2? He said, I'm in you and you're in me and I'm in the Father. We all mixed up together. He said, you at one time were aliens from the covenant of promise. You at one time were far off were aliens with to, to the covenant of promise. But now we're one in Christ Jesus. He said, our, our, our relationship between a, a man and his wife represents the relationship between us and, and, and Christ, right? He said, the two shall become one. Same DNA in him is in us. That's why he called us the body of Christ. It says that uh, we're all, we're, we're built up lively stones, living stones, as one house of God, but Jesus himself being the head of the corner. He said, we're living stones in the temple of God. It's a spiritual organism in which Christ is the head. That means that he's in charge. But the same blood flowing through him spiritually is flowing through us. It's the same Holy Ghost. Same Holy Ghost, same word. I have to stop this with this defense. We're never going to get anywhere like this. Again, that don't mean that every time it's going to look like victory. Because it didn't look like victory when when, uh, when Jesus got crucified. But it was an offensive move. Amen? Amen.